What's going on, everyone? Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Grit, Fitness, and Performance podcast. I am your host, Chris Sanchez, as always. Um, and today's podcast is one that I've been looking forward to doing for a long time, especially given some of the recent conversations that I've had with clients. Um, and I just want to kind of preface this podcast uh, in the beginning that today's episode is just for the ladies. Uh, but fellas, you can listen in too. But uh, this particular episode is geared specifically towards the female audience and um, women listening because it's about things that you need to hear when it comes to your health and uh, your fitness and your training. Um, I, I, I really think that the mainstream media in the last decade or so has perpetuated this uh, look and this belief and um, you know this certain lifestyle and this certain look that is desirable for like a lot of women out there and unfortunately, it's really just like it, it's all about being skinny uh, and appearance and strictly aesthetics and the number on that scale. So today I'm going to tell you a few things that you need to hear uh, and hopefully that we can reverse some of those beliefs and some of those trends that have been beaten into your head as a young woman growing up or maybe even as a fully matured uh, women who still is hearing and falling victim to these, um, in my opinion, not so good for you um, guidelines and beliefs and whatnot. So uh, let's go ahead and set the record straight, shall we? So it's not uncommon for me to meet with a new client, a new female client who comes in with the best intentions of wanting to get healthier, um, improve her fitness, whatever. And, and, and one of the first things we always talk about are what are some of your goals? And I'm not saying it happens every single time I have a consult with a female client, but it happens a lot where I ask them what their goals are. And it always comes back to, I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to be 125 pounds or whatever it may be. There's always a, like a specific number goal regarding their body weight and ladies, the women out there listening to this podcast right now, I just, I want to tell you from a professional opinion um, that nobody, nobody except you cares how much you weigh. Like nobody. For like maybe, maybe some of your like bitchy catty friends who talk about you behind your back when you leave. But honestly, no one cares how much you weigh. If you weigh 135 or 137, it's only you. It's only you in your own head that cares about that specific number. And I, tr I really try to tell all my female clients that weight in and of itself, that number is a poor, 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 poor indicator of overall success when it comes to uh, your overall fitness or your overall health. Now, unless you have a substantial amount of weight to lose, like 40 plus pounds, um, weight lost, the amount of weight that you are losing is is often not the best way to measure success. Now, obviously, you know, if you are very overweight and you have a substantial amount of weight to lose, yeah, if you're down 10 pounds, awesome. Use that as a measure of success. But let's say 
you really do not have a ton of weight to lose. Like maybe in your eyes, you could, you know, afford to lose five or 10 pounds or something like that. Using your scale as an indication to see if your diet and your exercise program is actually working sucks. It's not a good way to, to measure your success. And we're going to dive into why that is. Uh, well, first and foremost, it's very possible, very possible. And I I've seen it happen tons of time to be heavier than your quote unquote ideal weight and actually be smaller in terms of your clothes fitting or, um, your inches lost and, and things along, um, you know, things along those lines. And the reason for this is because when it comes to your overall health, body composition and not your weight. So what your weight is composed of the lean muscle mass, the body fat, um, the percentages of how that is broken down is way, way more important than the actual number itself. So a common way of kind of measuring, you know, overall, I guess, health, uh, and the doctors use this, and you can find it on the internet, something known as body mass index, which is basically your mass in kilograms divided by your height in meters squared. So if you want to go ahead and figure that out, uh, honestly, you could just Google it, or you can do the math uh, if you're a nerd and you want to do it yourself. Um, but the body mass index is basically telling you, are you at a good weight for your height? And like right off the bat, you're like, oh, okay. Like that seems completely reasonable. Um, you know, it's good at telling you if you're obese, overweight, um, and like to the untrained, you know, I, or to the rookie kind of in this field, you're like, oh yeah, okay. That's, that's not bad. But that's all it takes into account, just your height and just your weight. Uh, it really does not take into account if you're actually healthy. So, for example, I'm going to use my myself here. Currently, I am about like 184 pounds. Um, I haven't done my body fat percentage in a while, but if you've ever seen me, you would never look at me and be like, oof yikes, uh, you need to get on some type of program. You'd look at me and you'd be like, oh, okay, he's at a very healthy weight for his height. Um, and I am because I know I've been in this field for a long time and I know that my weight for my height at 5'10", 5'11", if I'm wearing the right shoes, is perfectly fine. But what body mass index will not tell you is uh, your body composition and what that weight is actually composed of. So according to BMI, I... Chris Sanchez at 5'10", about 184 pounds, am considered overweight. Um, now, if you've ever seen me, if you know what I look like in person, if you've ever seen my picture um, on the website or the uh, social media or anything like that, you know I am not overweight. I'm, I'm pretty far from overweight. Um, so the BMI doesn't take into account your lean muscle mass or your body fat percentage. Um, so... Again, just right off the bat, using your weight, um, I mean, just even by the standards that doctors are doing some things, it's it's not a good way to do things. Like, according to that number, 180 pounds at 12% and 180 pounds at 23% are both the same. So they're both considered overweight, which is 
not true at all. If you're 12% body fat at 180 pounds, you look pretty good. Uh, and you feel pretty good and your overall health markers are going to be way more impressive and kind of under control compared to the person who's at 23% body fat. So when you look at that scale and that single number that tells you how heavy you are, it's a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a very narrow way of looking at things. You're only looking at it through one lens and it's not even the best lens that you can be looking through. Um, so like your goal is really to be aiming for a better body composition. A better body composition is going to lead to better health and better aesthetics. You're going to look better when you focus on that body fat percentage and how much lean muscle mass you carry around than just simply focusing on that number on the scale. Because you can have two people weigh the same and they can look and feel completely different depending on how their body composition is actually made up. So um, again, the first thing I want to beat into your mind is stop using that number on the scale as a measure for success. Not to mention your weight can fluctuate on a day-to-day -day basis for a whole bunch of reasons. It is totally possible for you to gain like two pounds in one day because you had a hard workout the day prior or you had a lot of carbs the day prior or you had a, uh, a meal that was high in sodium or maybe even all three. Your body's retaining a lot of water now. It's uh, replenishing glycogen stores, which is basically your body's uh, form of stored carbohydrates. And that means nothing. That means you didn't gain two pounds of fat in one day. Your body is just going through the physiological processes that it needs to in order to maintain homeostasis. Did you like that SAT sentence right there? Holy God. Yo, Harvard, let me in. Um, but you didn't gain two pounds of fat in one day, okay? It's just water weight. It's your body retaining um, salt, and uh, it's it's just going through process. But you didn't you didn't gain two pounds of fat in one day, and then it's possible for you to lose three pounds the next day. I mean, it will fluctuate. Your day to day weight measurements are pointless. They're useless. That it, it means absolutely nothing. If you are super concerned about that number going down on the scale, it's better to look at weekly and monthly trends. So after month one, is the number trending in the right direction? After month two, does it keep going that way? Okay. So it's okay if you want to weigh yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, but don't be neurotic and lose your shit when the numbers don't go in the direction you want to. They mean nothing on a day-to-day -day basis. Weekly and monthly are a little bit more indicative of success, okay? So let's just go ahead and put that out there. Uh, let's pause for station identification, AKA I'm gonna drink some tea. Okay, we're back at it. I, I paused the audio, I don't, you guys don't need to hear me drinking. Um, but, um, so moving on. So the next thing I will say is um, the number on the scale and if you have small children in the car, I would uh, earmuff them right now. Ready? The number on the scale is just a fucking number, okay? That's all it is. It's just a number. It means absolutely nothing. The number on the scale should have no impact on your happiness, uh, your self-esteem, your confidence levels, or how you view yourself. Um, like, the only people who would ever judge you on a number based on a scale 
are like again your catty bitchy friends or like i don't know if someone like you know abducted you and tried to sell you for like human meat and you know they got paid by the pound um those are those are the only two examples i could think of where your weight would actually have an impact on your life and kind of how you feel um now having said that i am not saying that a lower number on the scale isn't necessarily something that you shouldn't strive to hit. Like if you're 140 pounds and you want to get to 135 because you know you got a little bit of little bit of fluff that you could be without. That's totally fine. Shoot for 135, especially if you don't have access to something that tells you what your body fat percentage levels are. But if you're at like a comfortable kind of weight where you are and maybe you don't have like extreme body composition goals or you know you're not going through any uh you know type of uh like radical makeovers being 135 pounds versus 137 versus 139 and a half should not matter emotionally like you should not get your panties in a bunch just because that number on the scale is one to two pounds heavier than you want it to be i mean i have worked with clients who like would come in from the weekend and they would be completely distraught that they were at 126 pounds instead of 125. And then to make things even like worse, I would say, why? And they didn't even, they they said they don't know. They said they just want to be at 125. Like what, what does that matter? Like the only reason I can think it does matter is just because it's been beaten into your head for so long by cosmopolitan and, uh, I don't I don't know any other women's magazines. Teen Beat is that one or uh I don't know. Um but like that's the only reason I can think of why you why you I'm generalizing here. Why certain women are just so attached to one number? Like it's it's just a fucking number. Like it doesn't matter. That's like saying like I'm upset because I'm a Pisces like and I want to be an Aquarius. Like what? Like that doesn't matter either. That that has no impact on your life. I mean, some people will say it does. Personally, I don't believe it does. Like I'm a cancer and I'm a crab. Like that that has no impact on my life. If I was a Taurus, it would it wouldn't matter at all. I'm sorry if you believe in that stuff. I don't. Um but it's just a number. Like it it really is just a number. It should have no impact on how you feel, on how you view yourself, your confidence levels. Like it's such a silly thing to be concerned about uh, and let it kind of like um like run your life and your emotions for that day or week or month or whatever it is. So again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't strive for a lower number. Um you know, if you've got a little bit of fluff to lose, like that's okay, but if you're not going through any radical transformations, being 122 versus 124 not that's like not a big deal at all. Um the things that you should be focused on the numbers that you should care about are your performance goals and how you are tracking things with your training program. So I love telling women that when they work out and when they start training with me, set performance goals. Like what, what physical feats do you want to be capable of by the time you are done training here do you want to be able to deadlift your body weight 1.5 times your body weight double 
how about five strict push-ups or maybe one strict chin-up, maybe push 100 pounds on the sled down the turf and back. These are the numbers that can be measured from week to week to week. And I guarantee you 100%, maybe like 99.9, the rare exception that I have yet to see. If those performance numbers are going up on a consistent basis, you will look better. The scale might not change because maybe you're getting a little bit of lean muscle mass. Um, maybe you're simultaneously losing fat. So like you're losing fat and gaining weight, which is like canceling each other out in terms of just how much you weigh. But in terms of body composition and your inches uh, kind of being burned off your waist and around your arms and thighs, those are going down. Not to mention when you improve these performance numbers and your lifts go up and your squat is getting better and you're lunging more and you're doing more push-ups, you're building muscle. Now, pop quiz, let me ask you guys this. What do you think curves are made of? Curves on a woman's body. What do you think they're made of? Um, I'll give you one good guess. Go ahead, think about it. Keep thinking. Mm-hmm. It's muscles, okay? Curves are muscles. Uh, and when you see a nice curve and you're like, wow, like I want to look like her, well, her, whoever you're looking at, has a decent amount of lean muscle mass on her frame on that particular spot in her body, which is creating the aesthetically pleasing curve, which looks nice and looks desirable, uh, and it's not covered by a lot of fat. That's what a curve is. Like that is what a curve is. You don't get curves by just running on a treadmill. Like you have to build a curve. It's not something that just appears for, well, for the genetically blessed, sometimes it is, but we all hate them. I'm not one of them. So like I, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I have to work for what I have. Um, but um, focus on the performance side of your training and not the scale. And I promise you, if those performance numbers are going up, the scale might not move, but you're going to look better. You're going to feel better. You are going to have an improved quality of life. Um, and uh, I promise you're going to start turning heads. Um, guaranteed. Guaranteed. And going off of that point, um, as far as like tracking and making sure your performance numbers are going up, I, I really do think, and of course, this is just opinion, and I, I have like no hard evidence to back this up, but I do think we are headed um, in the health and fitness industry, uh, in a trend where strong is the new skinny. So no longer is it really just desirable to be this little twig to fit into the little black dress on a Friday night. And the reason I say that is because it, I mean, we've kind of already touched on it, but it's very possible to be skinny and have an unflattering body composition like you can be 125 pounds and still be like 36 percent body fat as a woman um and i i don't want to sound like an asshole right now but that's not a flattering look um you like you'll be skinny but you'll be skinny fat and i think i know what like almost everyone knows what the term skinny fat means right now like yes you're at a desirable weight but like you know what that weight is composed of is not a flattering look um and not to mention, you know, that that skinny look, but that, uh, you know, higher body fat level with not a lot of lean muscle mass to you, that puts you at risk for all sorts of 
other health issues. I mean, I tell female clients all the time, um, just as kind of like a ballpark recommendation and take this with a grain of salt, because as you get older, the numbers change just a little bit. But after 30% body fat, the, the higher that you get 31%, 32%, 33, 36, 39, like, you know, whatever it may be, every percentage point past 30, you're, you're basically putting yourself at risk for all sorts of health issues that you don't want to have, like heart disease and um, high blood pressure and putting yourself at risk for like everything the doctor would tell you you don't want to have, like every point past 30, you put yourself at risk for that thing. So even though you can fit into your favorite pair of jeans inside, you're rotting away. You don't look that great. Um, and I mean, I've, I've worked with clients like this who are stuck in this mindset that I just want to be skinny. I just want to hit this number. Like that's what is important to me. And they, from a quality of life standpoint and based on my professional opinion, um, they were not at a good place in their life. Physically, they could not perform um, like a strong gust of wind could blow them over. Um, joint health and joint integrity were kind of compromised a little bit just because, you know, they don't weigh a lot, but they also have no strength and no lean muscle mass to control their joints or preserve them on uh, over the long run. So they're they're basically just like a shell of themselves, even though on the outward appearance, it would appear like, oh, I am I am healthy. I would much rather have clients um, be a little bit heavier but lower body fat percentages and have a little bit of lean muscle mass on them. Longevity-wise, you're going to benefit hugely from living that type of lifestyle. Not to mention every year past age 30, you lose a little bit of muscle mass and you lose a little bit of strength and you lose a little bit of the ability to quickly recruit muscle fiber. So you're I mean, basically, as you age, every year past 30, you're getting a little weaker, a little slower, and just a little, uh, you're like an elderly old woman, just like one year at a time, and you don't notice it. So if your goal is to be skinny and neglect like lean muscle mass, you're, I mean, you're starting a race and you're three steps behind everyone else, like, and you're running it with a ball and chain attached to your foot. Like, it's just not a smart way to go about life. Like, yeah, you get instant gratification because you looked a certain way, but I promise you in 10 years, it's, you're not going to feel the same way. Uh, I, I like, I can almost guarantee it. You're going to feel worse. You're going to look worse. And the quality of life is just not going to be there. Not to mention a lot of the clients who I've had experience with who only concern themselves with getting to a certain number on the scale never get there in a healthy way. It's always a crash diet um, to get to these weights. Um, you know, they're like, got to get to 125 for a wedding on, you know, two weeks from now. I guess I'm going to eat mango peels and cottage cheese and then do a hot sauce enema. And it's like... Like that's not a good way to live your life. You can't be enjoying that. Like you're going to be miserable for those two weeks. And then when you finally do hit that weight, like, yeah, congratulations. You got to your spare weight. I bet you feel like, uh, well, the first analogy that came to mind is not family friendly. Uh, you're going to feel like a hot mess. Um, 
And um, I guarantee you, once that day comes, your goal that you wanted to hit that weight by, you're going to gain all the weight back because you're going to go right back to your ways and you're going to gain weight and you're going to it's just restart the cycle until you find another day that you want to look good by. And you're just going to constantly yo-yo back and forth between being at a weight where you are not happy and then hitting a weight that you are happy with, but you're just an unhealthy like stick. And it's just it's a vicious cycle. That's for sure. Um, and, and not to mention, like when you go through this type of lifestyle and this type of like crash diet and this yo-yo diet, you're totally doing all sorts of damage to the insides of your body. You're, you're disrupting your gut health and all the trillions of bacteria and fungi and viruses that are swimming around in there and the good ones are dying off and the bad ones are flourishing. You're creating all sorts of, I'm sure, hormonal imbalances which is going to make building muscle and storing fat all sorts of wonky, which is going to make your results and your stress levels skyrocket because they're not going in the direction that you're going. So, like, you know, the scale says you're healthy, but you are not. Um, you look like... Uh, so, like, the outside, you, you look great, according to you. Like, you hit that weight. But have you ever seen the, the original Men in Black where Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones uh, go to meet Frank the Pug? And then they go up to that counter and Will Smith's like, oh, that dude's definitely an alien. And he looks like just like this like old, rundown, hideous man. That's what your insides look like when you do this to yourself over and over and over. And if you've never seen Men in Black, the original one, first of all, um, you're probably too young and you just need to go watch it. It's a good movie for sure. Um, but uh, you're making me feel old because you don't know what the original Men in Black is. Um, so please go watch it anyway. Um, so where are we? I, I lost track of what I was talking about cause I got distracted by aliens. Um, yeah. So the scale says you're healthy, but, but you are not. And when, so like, like I already said, when you drop these extreme measures, because you attained your goal, you're just going to gain the weight back because the methods that got you to that weight are unsustainable. You can't live off of a crash diet. You can't live off of mango peels and cottage cheese or whatever they're crash dieting on these days. Like your body can't live on that. Your body needs uh, various nutrients to thrive. So again, like it's just not a healthy way to live. Like it's not sustainable. It's just yo-yo results back and forth and back and forth. So, I mean, if you're curious on how to get skinny fat, I can tell you right now. So you just have to neglect strength training. Just throw the goal of getting stronger right out the window. What Squat? No. What is that? Uh, not for me. Deadlift? Absolutely not. Um, curls? Nope. Not for me. Um, getting stronger? Just completely throw it out the window. Um, go buy a nice pair of jogging shoes and uh, just jog all the time. Uh, try to run five miles at a time. Use the elliptical. Use the stationary bike. Take a spin class. Um, what other forms of cardio are there? Um, but just uh, turn into a little hamster on a wheel. Just run, 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 run all the time. Push yourself. Um, make it hard. Do it often. Seven days a week, twice a day. But again, don't strength train. Um, and then eat whatever you want. Um, um, you can you know, eat Doritos and ding dongs and whatever. Cause you're burning it off. Cause you're doing a ton of cardio, right? Uh, eat whatever you want. And over time, what will happen is your body will start to adapt to the stressors placed upon it. So because you're running and doing so much cardio at a intense frequency, 
uh, your muscles are going to begin to shrink uh, to make it more efficient for your body to transport oxygen within the muscle cells and through the muscle cells. Um, so the bigger the muscle, the harder it is for oxygen to basically kind of like maneuver its way um, throughout your body. So keep doing it. Um, keep running and uh, maybe do a crash diet here or there. Um, only worry about your calories. Uh, don't worry about protein, anything like that. And uh, over time, you will become skinny fat, guaranteed. No matter how hard you run, um, you're going to lose muscle mass, you're going to lose weight, but your body composition won't really improve. So that's, that's how you get skinny fat. It's not the goal. Because remember, strong is the new skinny. And the reason I say strong is the new skinny is because with strength comes muscle mass and comes additional weight, whether you want to hear that or not. So remember, with strength comes muscle mass. We already talked about it. What is a curve? A curve on a woman's body is lean muscle tissue. So if you see one of your friends and you're like, oh, God, Kelly has such a nice butt. Like, how did she get that way? Um, number one, it could be genetics. There's not much you can do to fight that off. Number two, it's muscle mass. Like it's, str it's strictly, she has muscle in the right places. Maybe she was born with it. Maybe she works at it. Maybe it's a little bit of both, but it's, it's, it's muscle. And that muscle is more dense than body fat. It takes up less space on your body than fat does. So again, we're going to go back to the com or the uh, comparison between two people, 130 pounds at 20% body fat you, that individual is probably smaller and or the same size, uh, clothes, inches, whatever it may be, um, around the waist, around the thighs, like whatever it is, when you compare to someone at 122 pounds at 33% body fat. So, you know, obviously you're lighter at 122%, but because you're storing more body fat and body fat takes up more space on your body, you're actually going to be bigger than the person who is 130 pounds at a lower percent body fat. Muscle is very, very dense. It does not take up a lot of space on your body, but it does weigh a little bit more, just like how gold weighs more than silver. Or I don't know if that's true, but I, I think it is. Like, you know how there are some dense metals and then there are some not, it's that, it's that same line of thinking, okay? So, I mean, you just have to focus on getting that lean muscle tissue in the right places in order to get the look that you are after. And again, you might gain weight because of it. And that's okay. Don't worry about that number on the scale. Remember, chase the performance that you're after. If your squats are going up, if your lunges are going up, your deadlifts are going up, your chin-ups, your rows, your sled pushes, your planks, like whatever it may be, if those numbers are going up and you are not eating like an asshole, I guarantee you, your body composition is going to change for the better and you're going to start looking how you want to look. Guarantee you. Um, and, and not to mention that the, the, the heavier person at a lower percent body fat, that 130-pound woman at 20%, if, uh, if she and the 122-pound girl both wear yoga pants, I guarantee you the 130-pound girl is filling out those yoga pants a lot better and like I don't know if that's kind of like a weird thing to say as a guy but I'm sure women talk about that too like oh you know Michelle looks so good in yoga pants and like some girls are just like not filling them out the way they envision it's because they have muscle it's because those the pants are contouring the curves quite nicely like there's no 
there's no other way to say it. Um, strong is the new skinny and with strong comes muscle mass. Like there's, it's just, that's the new way to think about it. Um, and then not to mention aesthetics aside, I know, I know a lot of us are concerned about how we look, looking good in a bikini, looking good for summer, looking good for Chad's awesome pool party this Saturday. But the more muscle mass you have, and it's relative to every single person. Maybe someone has 45 pounds of muscle. This person has 50 pounds of muscle. Whatever. Everyone's a little bit different. Different heights. Different um, preferences. But typically, the more muscle mass you have, the better quality of life you're going to have um, as well. Because with more lean muscle mass, typically, bec- or typically comes increased strength. So you're you're as a person, you are more capable of handling your business and you don't need anyone else to help you out or do anything. And one of my favorite stories is a client was telling me, um, longtime client when she first started, wasn't incredibly strong, had a few issues, um, kind of new to strength training. You know, she was a little nervous, just like a lot of women are, which is okay. Uh, but she stuck with it for a couple years, got a lot stronger, um, uh, put on a little bit of muscle mass, and she was telling me this story about how she entered an elevator one time and there was, I think, I think it was like a little old lady and she was like struggling to like hold this like party basket or something like that. And, you know, our client, who's one of the nicest people on the planet, of course, offered to help. She said, oh, do you, would you like some help, you know, carrying this or whatever? And the lady was like, oh, yes, please. And, um, you know, she took it from her and the, the other lady was like, you be careful, that's heavy. And our client just kind of like scoffed and she's like, like, this is not heavy. Like, this is pathetic um, and I can handle this no problem. And then I guess when they got out of the elevator and they went to go like bring it to her house or something like that, she was like, she's like, let me get some help and I'll get, you know, someone to help. And she was like, relax, like I got this. This is not heavy, you know. Um, and it's just like, it's small stories like that, that make me happy because when you are stronger, life is easier. Another example. So we had a tree fall over in our, our house sits on like a private driveway. So in order to get to our house, you have to drive down a private driveway in order to actually turn into our driveway and a tree fell. It wasn't a huge tree, but it was definitely like, uh, you know, all right, we got to go outside and kind of like put in some work to move that type of thing. And um, my wife, who at the time was strength training four times a week, and she was a monster, um, just went out there. And before I could even offer any help, she just like bear hugged it and just moved the whole tree by herself. And it was actually pretty impressive. And like being able to do stuff like that might not seem like a big deal, but I promise you, like once you do it for the first time, your confidence skyrockets and you're like, like, this is such a great feeling. Like I I don't need anyone's help to do some of the shit that most people would assume you would need help with. And it's a good feeling. Like it, it really is a good feeling to be able just to have an increased resiliency and just capable, you know, like you are like, you're a badass now. Like you are a bulletproof bad mamma jamma and it's a good feeling like you don't want to have to ask for help all the time because you can't open a jar of pickles or move a couch or something like that like it's a good feeling when you know like 
shit, I just deadlifted 155 pounds for five reps, you know, last week. Like, I could do this. And then you do it. And then it feels amazing. Uh, you won't get that when you're skinny fat. Guaranteed. Um, not to mention that with increased muscle mass and um, increased strength comes an enhanced joint health like you're able to preserve your joints a little bit better because when you think about like what joints do and like how they move well like the things that keep joints aligned and moving properly are like their muscles like it's it's tendons that attach to the joint and the tendons attach to the muscles so when your muscles are stronger and they're able to handle like you know increased loads and and uh, more intense situations well, your ability to preserve the health of that joint and keep that joint in good, proper positions and handle it is obviously going to be a little bit better. So, I mean, women who are naturally more uh, lax or loose in their joints to begin with, like this is a huge deal for you guys. So you guys are already behind the eight ball because your joints are so loose to begin with that if you can't control them uh, to begin with, like you're screwed. So strength training and learning how to control your knee joint in a single leg stance or how to control your low back when you're doing A, B, or C. Like that's hugely important for your quality of life. So with increased strength and increased lean muscle mass, like yeah, you're getting the curves and yeah, you're you're shrinking in inches, but you're also doing yourself a huge favor in terms of quality of life down the road because you're preserving your joint health and you're putting yourself in a better position for just a better life um, uh, down the road and in the long run. And then if all that wasn't enough, more muscle mass, more strength means a higher resting metabolism, meaning the more muscle you have on your body at any given time, the more calories you are going to burn by just sitting here and listening to this podcast, sleeping, eating, going out to the movies. Like it doesn't matter. Like the person who has... 52 pounds of muscle versus the person who has 42 pounds of muscle, more muscle, you're going to burn more calories at any given time. And it's not an absurd amount of calories like per day. Uh, like if you look at it at a per day, uh, like instance, it's not that noticeable. However, when you add up those days and you days turn to weeks and the weeks turn to months and the months turn to years, and now it's a huge difference. So just think about it in terms of that. You want more muscle because more muscle means you're burning more calories at any given time. More calories burned means more fat burned, which means you start to see you know, cuts and striations and muscle definition uh, a little bit better as you you know, continue on into your health and fitness journey. Um, but hopefully this has been somewhat enlightening. And honestly, I think if I do my job correctly and years down the road, um, grit is known for like one thing. If it is us changing how women view exercise and what they strive for and prioritizing strength, I will be a happy guy, and I can't speak for Matt or Jim, but I would imagine they're on the same page as uh, as I am. So hopefully this was enlightening, um, and ladies, you're not just concerned about the number on the scale anymore. Um, it's more about body composition. It's more about lean muscle mass, and it's more about actually kicking ass in your training, specifically with your strength training. Um, make those a priority, and I promise you, you'll become a new person um, 
and your life will transform uh, 100%. Strong is the new skinny. Focus on that and it will be life-changing. So if you guys enjoyed anything you heard today, do us a favor and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you can find this podcast. And then you can always check out all of our information on our website at gritfitnessandperformance.com or on Instagram at gritfitnessandperformance.com. Um, leave us a rating or a review if you liked it and um, catch you on the next episode.